Hello and welcome to Faking Wits, a book club podcast in which I sit down with some very good friends and we talk about a book that we have read. My name's Chin C and happy Valentine's Day everybody. Get yourself a good book. Haran X and I like books so much um, I am allowing myself to be radicalised by the Islamic State in West Africa with the sole purpose of rising up their ranks and changing their name to Buku Haram. Uh, hello, I'm Lucy Roper. Um, I've taken uh, time off uh, to come and do this today. Um, my usual job is as a, a literary uh, policewoman. Uh, I like throwing the books at the criminals. Hello, uh, I'm BJ McCalla and I am a sex therapist. Thank you very much for joining me today on this very uh, special <laughs> romance uh, obsessed episode of Faking Lit. We'll be discussing a book um, that was quite a sensation a few years back and something very much within your uh, your wheelhouse, BJ. Uh, mm. Is it alright if I call you BJ? How oh, you yes, yes. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Just wanted to be sure how you, the, the proper term of address, I guess. But this is. Um, Fifty Shades of Grey by E.L. James. Now, uh, BJ, this is definitely a book that must have made waves in your sector. Uh, oh, well, actually, um, I got into sex therapy after I read the book. I use it as my manual. You oh. Wait, a manual? Like, I, I don't know if, if that's the best way to... If there should be a manual for <laughs> sex, really. Like, is that a really good thing to have, a manual for sex? Oh, indeed, yes. We get lots of couples coming into the office who just don't know how to have sex. And uh, so we have to give them manuals. And... Wait, wait, Hanson, when you say they don't know how to have sex, they, they, as in the actual concept of sex is something that's completely foreign to them? Yes. Um, there's a, we get a lot of Christians. Okay. Catholics and all that. Has anybody ever come into your office and took down their pants and pointed at their genitals and said, what is this? <laughs> Well, they know what it is because, um, the, but they don't realise it's for sex. They think it's just for reading. Right. Do they ever say things like, why does it get hard sometimes and stop me from peeing? Yep. Did they, did they think like they were dying or something when yep. it happened? Yeah, we, we did once have a couple come in uh, who couldn't understand why they weren't getting pregnant, but it turned out they were just doing it in the bun. <laughs> Wait, so... <laughs> That was the first place they tried, and yep. they never even they never thought about investigating the other like um entrance. They didn't know there was such orifice, a thing. Yes, they didn't know. Okay, but I, I'm they, trying. They, why so when they, they were little, their yeah. parents told them that to have a baby, you have to 
Excuse me. <laughs> it's all right. Have a glass. Have a glass. Wow. Uh, <laughs> you have to put your penis inside a, a woman's bottom. That's what their parents told them. Yeah. Um, and, and they just blindly accepted it. And I mean, that sounds like you had to deprogram like a lot of like mm-hmm. bad uh, less uh, uh, sex ed lessons. Like, um, for- oh yeah, yeah. You think that the state of sex education in this country is just like um terrible? Yeah, just dreadful. And um, I hope it stays that way because I'm doing very well for myself. Okay, so okay, so uh, what would you say is the the right age to discuss these sorts of things with a person then? Eighteen. Okay, that's a diplomatic answer. I mean, I mean the age of consent is sixteen, so you're legal. <laughs> like, you only think. No, too young. It's no, two years. It's too like, young. It's too young. Eighteen. Yeah. Too young. It should be. 18, an adult, and married. <laughs> I'm married, okay. <laughs> Just to learn about sex. Yeah. Okay, all right. Do you, I, I, I mean, we're going to get into this uh, 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 a bit further into it, but um, obviously, like, your conception there of um, sex ed only being for consenting adults over the age of 18 who should be married, whereas, as we can see from this book, Fifty Shades of Grey, it, it's a lot of extra, it's all extramarital sex. They never get married, do they? They do in the third book. Oh, okay. Well, we're not talking about the third book, but in this book, it is all just extramarital sex. Yeah, but I mean, like, you should be married, but I still think it's a very good guide. A guide? <laughs> yeah. To the, sex in general? The positions. I'll, re- I'll read out some things that are <coughs> I think are really good from the book. Okay, okay. Well, whilst you're doing that... Okay, okay. Oh, okay. He leans down and kisses me, his fingers still moving rhythmically inside me. Uh, Is everyone okay? Yes, it's fine. No, no, we're not getting embarrassed for anything. It's fine. My tongue swells around the end of his penis. He's my very own Christian Grey love... (laughs) Flavoured <laughs> popsicle. Do you do you read this to your clients? Like, do you actually read out passages to, of the, the the book to your clients? Yep. Does it get them in the mood? Sometimes. <laughs> okay. Do you do it in your same normal voice? Is that your sexy voice? Does that, does that add a sexual frisson to the atmosphere? I think I've got a nice voice. <laughs> I was like, you haven't. What are you saying? Like, no, I was saying it's pretty... It's a bit... Like, yeah. What about you, mate? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, calm down, everyone. Calm down, everyone. For, um, no need to get personal. Um, uh, I was going to... I was gonna. Like, we, we've talked um, a bit... Uh, uh, I've asked you a few questions about your, uh, your background, uh, BJ. But I wanted to... Uh, come, please. Please, Haran. We're all adults here. Yeah, Come on. sorry. Um, yeah, it's it's short for uh, blowjob. <laughs> you say your parents named you blowjob. Yeah. So wait, your full name is blowjob McHammer. That's your full name. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, it's nominative determinism, isn't it? You called blowjob and. Is it? Is it not determinism? <laughs> I do. Um, her job doesn't involve blowjobs. It's not like that's her job. Did you get involved yourself with your clients? That's a genuine question. Do sex therapists? Actually, um, some couples do need a bit of help. Um, 
and obviously this is a bondage style therapy. Mm. So sometimes I I do I don't do any like P and V. Was that P and V? Penis and vagina. Oh, okay, all right. Oh, but all right, I might right, do right. a bit of whipping. Oh, blindfolding, okay. handcuffing. Right, 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 right. Mm. I mean, okay, that seems that seems remarkably progressive um, for somebody who doesn't believe in sex before marriage. Okay. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Um. Let, well, okay. I, I, let's try. Let's try and bring it to the book. I want to ask everybody a general question right here uh, about um uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Um. What what, what are people's thoughts on erotic literature in general? Uh, isn't there supposed to be a kind of gender divide? I'm not sure. I don't want to mansplain this away, but like uh, I thought like um, had men tend to watch pornography and yeah. it doesn't take very long, whereas women tend to read pornography. I, I, yeah, I think women's... Uh, it, yeah, it's more women So when, when you read pornography, does that mean you go into Pornhub and then read, like, the comments? Yeah, that, yeah, just and, get, get off on those oh, okay. instead. Um, just ignore the, the others. Yeah, no. It's... Uh, I, I think women... Uh, it's a bit of a stereotype, but it's, it's more of an imagination mm. sort of thing, and the, the literature, I guess, is a way through... In, a guide into that. Yeah! Yeah. Okay. So do you pleasure yourself when reading? And what are the logistics of that? Because Excuse you have to me, hold the are book. you? You have to hold it there. Cause it, this I, seems I, like a very personal question. I wouldn't question that. Aaron. I would quite... I'm <laughs> Sorry, you need to know the logistics if you're holding a book with one hand. Obviously, you've got a free hand. <laughs> free hand? <laughs> free! Oh, free hand. <laughs> 50 shades free. <laughs> so, that's a very good point from a practical point of view. If you're using one hand to hold the book, right... What, how are you going to turn the pages? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, who's, who's I mean, if pages? you've got a a Kindle, you can just swipe with your thumb, so yeah. you, you don't need that extra oh, hand. That's, that's very true. Audio book. Uh, go yeah. on Audible. There's a my reading. Well, you you oh, read really? for Audible books. Yeah, and, uh, I've read all the Fifty Shades books uh, available on Audible. <laughs> that you've read out yeah. yourself. Okay. Really? All right. Well. Yeah, why didn't you check that out if you if you think that like you'd want um, BJ reading out uh, the, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey for you? Um, anybody have any personal favourites in terms of ero- uh, erotic literature? Um, do you think there are any classics out there? Uh, I, off the top of my head, the one that I always uh, I always think of is Lady uh, Chatterley's Lover, um, which yeah. we actually covered on the show yeah. uh, not too long ago. Um, I can't think of many other works of a uh, erotic literature though that I would say have really stood the test of time. The Bible. <laughs> I mean, is that, is that a work of erotic li- literature? Is it? Yeah, I mean, she gets this immaculate conception. You don't really see the sex scenes, but is that erotic to you? <laughs> Where like you just have a that's the most erotic part of sex, the babies. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Can we yeah, cut? If we could skip everything leading up to it and just have the baby, and I'd be like, oh yeah, that's um that's what I like. Um, but um, anybody else? Anybody other? Any other th- um, thoughts on? I mean, I, I, I guess it's it's not really. Um, prose necessarily but um the earl of rochester's uh, poetry um oh, senor senor dildo and uh <laughs> um so the the other very erotic literature he he wrote wait senior so wait what's he was spanish <laughs> <laughs> the dildo was spanish okay okay the earl right. of rochester uh, was not 
Um, but you know, he lived he lived out his 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 poetry, and he died of syphilis. So okay, that's where that's where sexy poetry gets you. Oh, that's very true. That's very mm. true. In, um, in the 1600s. I would say, like even se- like, I think poetry in itself is probably uh, a much better uh, vessel for erotica than normal prose mm. because of the fact mm. that uh, nobody wants to spend that much time um, like reading words. Make it short and make it rhyme mm. is what I say. Mm. Uh, mm. Um, this is also the the added um, layer to Fifty Shades of Grey is that it's not only a work of erotic literature, it's a work of fan fiction as well. Yes. Uh, very famously, and it's, it's basically uh, uh, something that everybody who's familiar with Fifty Shades of Grey um, knows. It's that um, E.L. James originally wrote um, Fifty Shades of Grey as a bit of Twilight uh, slash fiction. Um, Anastasia is uh, clearly based on Bella Swan, and Christian Grey is clearly based on Edward Cullen. All she's done is, uh, is remove the supernatural vampiric elements from the storyline. And instead of being a vampire... Uh, Christian is a multi-millionaire telecommunications manager. Mm. Um, so. <laughs> so sexy. Yeah, exactly. Um, what do, do you think that a knowledge of um, the roots or, and the inspiration of Fifty Shades of Grey impacts your reading on the story? Mm. Well, of course, Twilight was a series of books and until the till towards the end it was about abstinence really it's a very good point so it was kind of she she's flipped flipped it over there um um, and so did Christian Grey. Way, good one good good one BJ good one (laughs) thanks um so yeah I suppose whereas the the kind of appeal of Twilight for like from a romantic or erotic point of view which is I mean it was teen fiction kind of thing in some ways which is a bit weird but I suppose the appeal was in the fact they they weren't uh, going that far and it was the the kind of expectation that they they would or it was uh, the eroticism that Edward Cullen felt for her but couldn't express that was what appealed to people whereas of course in in Fifty Shades it's all about that that's very interesting because the Mm. idea that um, Edward Cullen um, I mean let's leave leaving aside the whole fact that he's Edward was like several hundred years old and Bella's mm. only 18. That's like mm. a major sort of shift in, in age difference anyway. But leaving that aside, it's the fact that like if Edward couldn't have sex with Bella because it was implied that if he had sex with Bella, he'd go crazy and kill her. Yep. Um, and for some reason, some people found that really erotic and like I'm sexy. <laughs> and E.L. James took that basic premise and said like, hmm, what if instead of like going crazy and... <clears throat> killing her when they have sex he just hurts her instead yes yeah and, yeah. and I think that's the basic premise of Fifty Shades of Grey um, and mm-hmm. which people also found remarkably sexy mm-hmm. uh, well, how were you f- I mean are you familiar with the Twilight series at all uh, yeah I mean, yeah we discussed it we discussed it in the show didn't yeah, we yeah yeah but I think you're reading this at a very kind of superficial level I think you're, you're kind of you're reading this always oh, all erotic oh, just to get fucking women off <laughs> It's, um, Where's this coming from? Where's this coming from, from Aaron? I don't know what I've done to you to deserve this treatment. No, I think, I think kind of, you're, there's a kind of inherent snobbery in, in how you're talking about this kind of fan. Oh, it's just fan. Yeah, I, think know, there's, it's I think there's um, inherent snobbery from what you're saying. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean that. I didn't I think, mean that. I think um, what uh, Fifty Shades is actually is actually a yeah. very sort of tr- trenchant criticism, a satire of the uh, Treaty of Versailles. Oh, because that, that was a kind of punitive contract. Um, 
and this is and yeah there's, I mean there's lots of evidence for it I mean she, she yeah she she's not even subtle at points I mean in in, uh, in clause you know she signs a contract in clause 1521 mm-hmm. or the 50 page contract she says uh, the submissive shall accept whippings, floggings, spankings, canings, the demilitarization of the Rhineland, padding, and any other discipline the dominant should decide to administer without Wait, hesitation, inquiry, or complaint. Wow. What is that? Um, what is the demilitarization of the Rhineland? A euphemism for? It was not. <laughs> it wasn't a euphemism. It was literally. They literally demilitarize the, the, the Rhineland. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Because it sounds kind of sexy. Uh, like you yeah. say, like, demilitarize the Rhineland. You know, taking like, his, uh, his weapon out of her. That's just crass. That's just <laughs> oh, crass. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's just a bit Ars- crass. Arsenal. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, there we go. Yeah, see, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. It's true. There's a lot yeah. of like uh, um, uh, 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 um, wow. unintended um, innuendo in yeah. uh, military yeah. speak, uh, um, like Roger Wilco. Like, yeah. What did Wilco deserve to do for to deserve that? Um, but like, look, if we're talking about um, this uh, world of fan fiction and mm. the idea that like it's not an original piece of, of work, is it? In some ways, E.L. James owes a success to another. Um, some would argue uh, derivative and fairly middle of the road source material in the first place, and mm-hmm. she has created this sort of parasitic new kind of work that. I don't know if I necessarily would have believed these characters if I didn't know they were based on two characters in a work of teen horror fiction, young adult fiction. Um, it seems to me that like people who come into Fifty Shades of Grey uh, expecting well-rounded characters or original characters are going to be sorely disappointed. Um, I, uh, and in many ways, why... Why did why did E.L. James think I would take the vampire stuff out would be the main hook for her, her book? Why not keep the vampire stuff in if you're going to make it an exciting story? Mm. There are a lot of of uh, vampires working in telecommunications. Um, it's, it's part of the requisite of you know the hours are difficult and um, not a lot of garlic in those offices. Um, That's very true. That's very true. Yeah, so uh, it, it appeals to appeals to them. But yeah, so. Um, it seems she's flown in the face of, of realism, um, by, there really by, okay. by taking that away. But you know, I can't, I can't, I can't judge her for her choices. Do you? I mean, like, let's. I'm just going to ask. Like, did, do you think this is that Fifty Shades of Grey is a better book than Twilight? Obviously. Okay. All right. <laughs> came in strong there, BJ. Um, I Can obviously... I read out an excerpt from the book? That for I sure. Think, absolutely. I think absolutely. Kind of proves my point. Mm. Mm. Christian squirts baby oil into his hand and then rubs my behind with careful tenderness. Mm. From makeup remover to soothing balm for a spanked ass. <laughs> Who would have thought it was such a versatile liquid? Wow, is, is uh, this something like And that proves my point. <laughs> I would also like to point out that we haven't stated that um, the story of Fifty Shades of Grey is narrated from the point of view of Anastasia. Um, and she writes with a sort of like that, like, I think it came through in your reading there, this sort of giddy, uh, naivete of, uh, Anastasia, who, Stasia, who's embarking on a sexual awakening and education in many ways. Um, like your clients, I guess. Mm, uh, I mean, they, a lot of them, yeah, have you, have you had a lot of their, your clients remarking on the versatility of, uh, baby oil? Uh, oh, example. yes, indeed. That's the, that's the first rule of, uh, BJ McCammer's 
sex therapy course. Right, right, right. Baby oil. Rule number one: baby oil. Is um so basically you uh, you, you rule are... number two: baby oil. <laughs> rule number three: whips. Ooh, okay, oh. okay. Rule number four: baby oil. Is um is your class called BJ McHammer's? You can touch this. No. Oh, okay, all right. That's fine, that's fine. I just told you what it was called. Okay, all right, all right. I, I, I'm sorry, I, 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 I thought I was suggesting a, a fun little title change because the whole McHammer thing. But I, sorry, I don't it, get it. No, it's all right. It doesn't have to, we don't have to go down this Maybe road. Maybe for some consent workshops yeah, um, yeah, in yeah. the future, you could you could maybe keep that title on hold. I, I don't yeah, understand yeah. the joke. Uh well, there was well. Okay, it's your name, McHammer. Sounds remarkably. McHammer, yeah. It sounds remarkably similar to the '90s rapper MC Hammer. I don't know. I don't know who that is. He had big trousers. Yeah, well, yeah, parachute. Well, I, I wear skinny jeans. I don't understand. <laughs> That's fine. You don't have to. You don't have to. I'm just saying that like there is a similarity. Maybe check out his, his hit song, uh, uh, "The Adams Family Groove." <laughs> okay, I'll check it out. Thank you. Okay. Um. Um. So where was I? Oh. Oh. Yes. Back to the book. Um. We're talking about Twilight, and you think it's a much a superior book to oh, um, Fifty Shades. Um. Oh, sorry. Fifty Shades Grey is a superior book to Twilight because of the fact that you've used it as a instruction manual for people who don't know how to do sex well mm-hmm. or at all. Mm-hmm. Um. What does everybody else think though? Like, do 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 you think that this is? Um. Do you have any problems with the fact that E.L. James has effectively um taken like a written a book based clearly on so clearly on another book I mean are there any truly original ideas mm, anymore exactly. mm. and I would argue both am I allowed to say both books are as terrible as one mm, another mm. really how dare you <laughs> also parachute mug that's an original idea parachute Whoa, mug. Wow. parachute mugs uh, tell me about that okay so like say you drop your drink yeah. from a table a parachute deploys and it doesn't spill <gasps> Parachute yeah. mugs. Yeah. So how high are the tables that you that you drink at? Well, how high are tables? How long is a piece of string, Aaron? <laughs> Double the length from the half, from the middle to the end. Well, the same with my tables. <laughs> okay. Same with my tables. Um, but yeah, there's an original idea. I, I would say there are a lot of original ideas out there. I come up with them all the time. Parachute yeah. mugs was them. Um, a, a movie starring a certain Clint Eastwood and an orangutan is another <laughs> one. Um, I call it uh, every which way uh, about loose. Um, totally original idea there. Yeah. Uh, but yes, it's it. Th- 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 this is um, I, I object to the idea that uh, E. L. James got so rich from basically uh, well ripping off. Well, not even ripping off. Just saying like, oh, these that's ripping off good. panties. <laughs> well. I don't think that's the best way to read this book, <laughs> especially if you're on the tra- if you're travelling, because a lot of people used to commute with this book as well. <laughs> and if you were on the train and somebody just ripped off their panties and said, "Well, time to read my book on my commute," I would take exception to that. But um, yeah, I, I feel it feels wrong to me. It feels very wrong to me that so, why is E.L. James so successful when people who are writing much more original, transgressive, uh, erotic literature, ne- you never hear about them. All I'm saying is, why hasn't Michael and Eastwood <laughs> sold the same numbers? That's a totally original idea. Totally original idea. Um, Clint's directing a bit more now. Maybe that's maybe that's more of a well. An issue. Yeah, I sent him the spec script uh, for my movie, mm. in which he eats out in the orangutan, but I never re- I never received an answer. Wow. 
And that's just rude. That's just rude. Uh, Mr. Eastwood, if you're listening to this, come on. At least just, just, a, just a quick, not for me, thank you, would have sufficed. I get it. It's... But aren't you just ripping off... Aren't you just doing an E.L. James? You're just ripping off uh, that film, Congo. <laughs> but you're just getting rid of the kind of, sort of childish teenage love aspect between Amy mm. and the other apes. I, I, and, I like, and you're putting in a conilingus with an orangutan. <laughs> a... I mean, I like to. I like the. I like the fact that, like, of all the films that you think I'm ripping off, uh, which feature Clint Eastwood and the orangutan, you went for Congo, <laughs> and not every which way but loose. But yeah, yeah, you're right. I am kind of like <laughs> ripping off Congo as well. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, despite the fact there's no orangutans or Clint Eastwood in Congo. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you're right. I'm not. Maybe I am ripping off yeah, Congo. Ripping off Maybe Congo, I should yeah. um, write an apologia for Michael Crichton as well. Yeah, you know, uh, who knows? Who knows? But look, let's get back to the book, okay? Um, we've talked about we, we've talked about the inspirations for um, E. L. James, uh, who wrote this book under the, uh, uh, a pseudonym. Uh, let's have a look here. If I just bring it up. So she, she originally published this um, online as uh, on these. Um, uh, fan fiction slash fiction um, comment boards, and she wrote under the name uh, Snow Queen's Ice Dragon, which I believe was one of George Eliot's pen names as well. Uh, but th- this this opens up a whole new. This is a book that probably couldn't would not have existed without the internet and the advent of self publishing. Is this a good thing though? Do you, do we take some sort of encouragement? Is, uh, you see, uh, sorry, hmm. go on, go on, Lucy. Well, I wouldn't I wouldn't hold up Fifty Shades of Grey as as an example of the, the the good that self-publishing and the internet can do, I don't think. Uh, but I I certainly I certainly think any um, you know allowing uh, everyone the access to express their creativity uh, mm. is you're gonna get you're gonna get the good and the bad. You're gonna have to sort through you know sift the chaff yourself. Right, right. Like my work uh, featuring. Clint Eastwood and the orangutan, uh-huh, right, for uh-huh. example. I think that's genuinely like um, I I'd like to think of it as like almost like gorilla art, and not well gorilla and orangutan art, but like you know you know what I'm saying, right? Um, gorilla you. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but th- yeah, it's an underground sort of thing. It's it's like I don't I I don't have to worry about whose buttons I'm pushing or like if I like pissing off the man, you know. Um, or, or Clint Eastwood's lawyers, you know, it doesn't matter. You can't catch me. I'm writing under a very clever pen name. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Orangutan Lover Sixty Nine. <laughs> Good. Could you give any tips? Do you do, do, do interspecies? Uh, kind of no, sex should betwe- be between um, men and women. But okay. Orangutan means man of the jungle. Nope. No. <laughs> no. When were they married? Human, they were married and they a were human man and a human woman who are married to each other. And that is it. Right. Okay. So you don't believe in civil partnerships? What's that? Okay. It's like when people like um, don't get married, but they, for all intents and purposes, decide to spend the rest of their lives together. I, I, I have no understanding of this thing. Okay. Imagine being in a room with another person and never leaving. Why would I do that? Exactly. I guess I never thought about it that way. You're right. Civil partnerships are dumb. Um, okay, all right. So that's a very traditional way of looking at it. Again, I'm finding it hard to sort of like um, um, tally your very conservative worldview with your uh, support for a book that is kind of kinky. You can have kinky sex 
sex, mm-hmm. just so long as you're married. Okay, right. <laughs> so basically, once you're married, anything goes. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh right. yeah, me and my husband, anything goes with us. Oh, you're married. Uh, duh. Wait, wait. Did you take his name? Uh, yes, I did. Yeah. So you married a Mr. McHammer. Yes, his name is um, just Henry. <laughs> Henry yeah, McCammer. Yeah. Okay, all right. And your What's maiden your name? name? Your maiden name? Um, Smith. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Kind of disappointing. You know, actually. Like a, a word yeah. Smith is good with words. Yeah, yeah. BJ Smith is good. Yeah. good Blowjob. Yeah. Blowjob. Anastasia Smith. I was hoping that it would be that your maiden name was Shadow and you were BJ Shadow, but no, nah, it, it's all right. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, okay. <laughs> Right, so uh, moving back into um, the, the book, um, there's another question I want to uh, raise because now we're going into the whole kinky aspect of it. Uh, how do you think the whole uh, BDSM is treated in this book? Uh, tidily. G- give me an example. I'm, I'm wondering what you mean by tidily. It's just neat and tidy, you know, bang tidy. That's what they say, don't they? <laughs> um, they do say that, yeah. They do say that. But, um, like, I don't know. It's, um, I, I, the word tidy is not what always comes to mind when I think of well, like, BDSM me, sort of th- stuff. Here we go. Suddenly, he sits up and tugs my panties off. This is a bit I'm not sure about. Okay. And throws them on the floor. Ooh. Oh. That's, yeah. Not very tidy. That's Someone kind of messy, yeah. Uh. <coughs> but uh, then it says... Pulling off his box of briefs, his erection springs full. <laughs> what? Snarf! Snarf! I know. Snarf! Sorry. Okay. I get. That. I do that sometimes. His erection springs free. Holy cow! He kneels up and pulls a condom onto his considerable length. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's, I so guess they that use condoms and actually, I think yeah, condoms are cool. They're, they're condoms are cool. And they're very, they, they, they're, they're mess containers as well in many ways. Indeed. Because yeah. um, there's nothing the messier than a baby. The, book, uh. the next bit of the book does say, and then he picked up my panties mm. and folded them. <laughs> Would that be a turn on or? Oh, indeed, yes. Yeah. It's got to be very tidy. Yeah, no, actually, you, you might be onto something here because there is this part of like um, Fifty Shades of Grey, which is, is strangely uh, zealous about tidiness and order. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to read a, a quote as well. It's another quote I really like. Um, uh, Does this mean you're going to make love to me tonight, Christian? Holy shit, did I just say that? His mouth drops open slightly, but he recovers quickly. No, Anastasia, it doesn't. Firstly, I don't make love. I fuck. Hard. Secondly, there's a lot more paperwork to do. <laughs> that that is um that sums up the book to me, is the idea is that like, yes, Christian Grey, like, he is a man who loves condoms, paperwork, tidiness, order, um, and silver ties, I guess. Like um He didn't get to the position that he is in in the book by not filling out the appropriate forms. Which, um, he is in multiple positions in the, in the book. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which one? Yeah, it's true. Like, let's, let's try and like you talking about his like his his job as a, a as a vampire telecommunications both, manager. Yes. Yeah, okay. Both, right. yes, both his uh, nocturnal and daytime activities. Mm, 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 mm. So, uh, okay. So, I mean, 
do we think of um uh, of uh, BDSM in the book as treated as a realistic depiction of what a, a couple in a this sort of a uh, BDSM um, relationship is must be like? Does it strike you as realistic? Do you yeah. reckon that's what's like? Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Uh, so I'm the dom. My husband's the sub. It's exactly the same, except that I use a strap on. Whoa. Okay. Ah. Right. Wow. Okay. How how did you broach the subject with your husband? Like um. He actually um found my copy of Fifty Shades. Right. Read it and then said, "I really like that book, but actually, could we swap mm. around?" Okay, so he wanted to be Anastasia. Oh, yeah, I call him Anastasia. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I know it's my middle name as well, but, uh, yeah. Well, oh, I mean, what, and, 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 and that was... And I call him bitch. Okay. So he, he you're basically, that was his, this is his fantasy you're f- fulfilling, rather than your own. Oh, no, mine as well. Oh, okay, that's worked out really nicely then. Uh, yes, that's <laughs> why you should get married to the one you love. <laughs> and then hope, and then show them a copy of Fifty Shades of Grey and say, I want to do that. But reversed. Yes. Okay, that makes sense to me. I, Harren, you were going to say something about the uh, real uh, about the couples in the relationship. Oh no, I just think didn't this book get a lot of criticism from the BDSM community? Oh, did it? Not being oh, what were you going to bring up? People, I think people said this is closer to kind of abuse kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, that's an interesting. What, yeah. what do you? Did it strike you as a book that that, that their relationships teeter on? Yeah, I, I think I think it was. Extremely punitive, extremely abusive. Mm. Like the Treaty of Versailles. Mm. Exactly. Mm. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. I'm glad you mentioned that because, <laughs> <laughs> because um, yeah, I think, I mean, if I read you the sex service. They, they call me the king of the Segway. They call me the king of the Segway, yeah. Like Job from Arrested Development. <laughs> yes, that's it, yeah. And in the Bible as well. <laughs> the yeah, yeah. the Segway's in the Bible. Yes, there was. That's what the book of Job is about. It's oh, like, right. uh, he wasn't actually yeah. walking water. Yeah, God, God, God made Job suffer because he didn't like his Segway. <laughs> Um, where was it? Okay. Uh, oh yeah, sorry, so there it glistened, his lengthy erect penis, a grossly vascular appendage, engorged with blood, hyperinflated, like the Deutschmark in 1923. Oh. I mean, yeah, yeah it's just, yeah. I mean... I, I forget, is that actually from the Treaty of Versailles itself, <laughs> like, that you were reading from? Or, I get confused sometimes. <laughs> yeah, this is from Oh, okay, there. I thought you were reading an excerpt yeah. from the actual Treaty of Versailles there. Yeah, like, yeah uh, I mean, she's not very subtle, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's like why was Woodrow Wilson writing about his dick? Exactly, <laughs> like, it's, it's a weird moment. Uh, Wood, Woodrow Wilson. <laughs> uh, only five minutes ago, it was um, his penis it, um, was quietly dangling between his equine thighs, as flaccid and ineffectual as the newly founded League of Nations. Um, his thighs were equine. He had thighs, of course. That's not the bit of the body that's usually referred to as being horse-like in erotic literature. I'm intrigued that he went oh, horse. Is that? Have you seen a horse? I'm just saying this is a very odd choice in terms of body parts that are usually compared to horses. Oh, what would you in the... An orangutan's vagina. <laughs> I, thought, I thought we're not going to kink shame today, okay? Um, um, yeah. Yes, play nice, play nice. Um, I mean, there's more to this. I mean, but now it's, um, his penis uh, stood tall and proud, a vaunting penile monument throbbing with nationalist pride. I longed for it to penetrate me, to ravage me internally until I was queefing smoke. Oh my god. Oh, decommission me, Mr. Grey. Repossess my colonies. Strip me of my assets. Uh, instead, he places his hand on my naked behind, softly fondling me, uh, stroking around and around with his flat palm. And then his hand is no longer there, and it hits me. Hard. Like a bill for £6.6 6 billion pounds to be paid until 1984. Oh, wow. I mean, oh, yeah. Oh, that was hot. 
<laughs> I that's um I guess I'd never really picked up upon the uh, Treaty of Versailles illusions throughout the. Uh... You're reading it as a very asinine kind of yeah kind of babyish. Like, I mean, you, you probably read Animal Farm. Was that was that just a story about farm animals to you? Yes, it was technically. Okay, so it wasn't. It wasn't. Wasn't like a. Like, what are you saying? It's not a story about farm animals. As in, there it are no. Is, it's like a duality of meaning. I think it's also to do with the Russian Revolution. Okay, I'm not. Disca- I'm not yeah. saying that's wrong. Okay. But like, by, <laughs> but but by saying that, like, you you probably read Animal Farm and thought it was a story about farm animals. It's not a criticism <laughs> because it technically is a story sure, about farm sure. animals. Yeah, fair enough. It's about like saying like you probably read Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and thought about it was about a boy who visits a chocolate factory. Yeah, exactly. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Duh. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Um, Okay, good reading. I still think that it was very weird that the thighs are the equine part of the body, though. But if you could have thighs of any animal, what animal would it be? That's a very good question. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Probably an orangutan. Oh, yeah. Those are very. Do they have thighs? I mean, you have thighs, really, do they? That's exactly what I want. Oh. Thigh gap. Oh, yeah. Ultimate yeah, yeah, yeah. thigh gap. Yeah. <laughs> it's just all gap. It's just all gap. Yeah, you're absolutely yep. right. All gap, baby. What about you, Lucy? What what, what thighs what, of the animal kingdom do you think like uh, you like? Uh, I, well, I mean, it's not, not too similar to a horse, but uh, a giraffe, because you get even more thigh for your money. Oh, oh that's, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. You know, even longer legs. So... so. so Maybe right. that should they could have like, like he looked at his giraffe like thighs <laughs> as uh, he slapped my ass um, yeah. and something something treaty of Versailles. Yeah. Hey hey don't 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 just like, uh, <laughs> like, like, I'm sorry I didn't mean to insult E L James. Uh, I'm sorry Lucy you were about to you were about to make a point during um the reading. Uh, that well episode. yeah I mean I was just gonna say like you know politics is 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 threaded throughout uh, Fifty Shades. There is actually, an actual quote from the uh, book is um, um, from Anastasia. I feel the colour rising in my cheeks again. I must be the colour of the Communist Manifesto. Oh, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, Marxism as well has mm. its place, which... Mm, okay. I, you know, I, slightly, you know... This is a very strangely political book. I don't know why uh, yeah. she felt the need to make all these political points in a story that was based in the Twilight books, but um, I well, never know. Yeah. Again, yeah. Again, you know, have you read Naked Lunch by William Burroughs? I have read Naked. There's Lunch. lots of like kind of homoeroticism and like. Were you going to say? Were you going to yeah. say? Did you think it was a book about a lunch that was naked? <laughs> Because technically, there is a bit in the book where a, a lunch does get undressed. So oh, does it? Okay. It does, yeah. it does. God, he took a lot of drugs. Come on. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. That book is full that, of crazy that shit. That book is actually a kind of satire against corporal punishment. And, and, uh, corporal punishment. And, My favourite wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you were saying? Uh, no, it was... Um, yeah, so, I mean, again... Satire and corporal punishment in yeah, Naked Lunch. Yeah, Naked Lunch, yeah. Yeah, so, okay. So, yeah. yeah. So, it's, Somebody's kink, I guess. Um, but um, I, I want to go back to the point that you made about the relationship being abusive. And you brought in the, the Treaty of Versailles and these mm. political uh, undertones. Do you think it is abusive? Is it romantic? Well, I mean, he does have... I mean, I was going to say about the realism in the book. I mean, I don't know how many people renting, like myself, in London or in a, in a city uh, can afford to have a red room of pain um like christian does uh, my landlady would not agree 
right. to that. No, absolutely, um, absolutely. You know, first of all, the marks that the, the you know, nailing the chains on the walls yes. or all those peacock feathers stuck in the carpeting. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm not I'm not sure about the realism. And also, like, the, calling it the Red Room of Pain, I think, is a giveaway that, yes. um, you know, like, say, some people enjoy pain. But, I mean, I, I found in... Uh, I don't know if this is... Uh, uh, other people feel like this. I found within within the book and the the film adaptation of the book, um, he's quite he's quite controlling of Anastasia, and he's quite judgy of her drinking. Oh, I okay, think. right. Mm. So he's he's mm. basically a control freak in some way. I, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, yeah, so. Yeah. Um, well, I, someone's got to wear the trousers. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all the the, the McHammer pants, if yeah. you if you yeah. will. Uh, Whatever. <laughs> you have to disagree though uh, we have a red room of pain in my house I live in um, Camberwell oh okay oh, oh. Nice uh, but I mean we did buy the house quite a while ago right, you know about right, 30 right. years ago when we first mm. got married do you have a do you have a house of pain and if you do are you free to jump around <laughs> no jump it's just, it's just uh, it's just a room a oh. one room the red room of right, pain it's right. the basement okay alright it's, okay, mm. it's the basement. Okay, it's just to add to up the creep factor, I guess. Um, <laughs> it's not creepy. No, I'm also well, calling it the red room of pain is a bit creepy. It's kind of ominous. It, we uh, we got some signs made. Um, some gold plaques for the door. Yeah. They say the red room of pain. Enter at your own peril. <laughs> Again, this all sounds really, really I, ominous. I mean, like, if it were in the French, it would be. The Red Room of Bread. So. Not nearly as sexy. <laughs> Not nearly as sexy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Unless you are delicious. Javert from uh, Le Miserable. <laughs> <laughs> In which case he's like, oh, I'm all about that pan. <laughs> House of Pan, you say? Ooh, where? <sighs> no, but um, look, let's get back to the book again. Um, I, I, I want to raise the issue that Chris and Grey is basically heavily uh, stated that he's the reason he is the way he is because of the abuse he suffered as a child. Uh, his mother uh, was an addict um, and she was ab- had abusive relationships with um, uh, uh, her pimp who abused Christian in turn. And it's the fact that, like, the suggestion is that, like, if you are into, like, BDSM, there is something within yourself uh, that is lacking... And you feel like you not either need to inflict pain or, in the case of Anastasia, um, accept it because she is kind of like a naive character who doesn't know that much about the world and is, is basically willing to have this like um, more powerful man dominate her because she can't really think for herself. And Christian Grey is uh, just a massive fuck up. In fact, the title of the book is taken from a quote from Christian Grey where he just states outright... Um, I'm Fifty Shades of Fucked Up, um, which is great. I love it when characters actually uh, explain their characters by through an nonsensical phrase that never existed. Never existed. It's not a thing. I've never heard anybody say, like, describe anything as being Fifty Shades of Anything. It's just an arbitrary number. And why is it shades? I don't know. Anyway, like, that's, that's just well, my... I'm opinion. Fifty Shades of Sex Therapy. <laughs> yeah, well... I'm not going to dispute that, but I also say, like, where does that phrase come from? How does it exactly, enter the, yeah. um, the the lexicon? Oh, it's always been there. I've never heard it used by anybody, ever. Oh, we say it all the time. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, me, and my, me and my husband, before the books, we'd be, you know, in Selling Sprees, doing the local shop. Mm, mm. And my husband would say, oh, BJ, I'm 50, 50 shades of craving, cravings of chocolate. <laughs> That sounds nonsensical to me. That literally sounds like gibberish, though. I am Fifty Shades of Craving Chocolate. So, well, does that mean that's a lot? What's the scale of shades here? Is 50, 50 could be a low number for shades, as far no, as I'm it's concerned. it's the most shades you can be, like, so... <laughs> wow. When um, me, and, me and Henry are, you know, in the kitchen, mm. and we've just finished dinner, and he says to me, um, I'm at... 25 shades of craving chocolate. Which means not craving chocolate that much at all. No. Moderate. Moderate. Okay. Okay. All right. (laughs) What is the shades meter, though? What is the measurement? What does that actually mean? On a scale of 1 to 50, how shady are you? (laughs) What about Slim Shady? Marshall Mathers. How... Where would he be on the... Here's 50 shades of Slim Shady. <laughs> so 50 Slim Shades of Grey. <laughs> okay. Right? That, that's, so that's, that, that means almost like if it's a Slim Shade, yeah. then it's not as much as a full shade. So I assume that 50 Slim Shades of yeah. Grey is another way of saying 25 Shades of Grey <laughs> okay. in this increasingly nonsensical <laughs> measurement of like how much something is. Yeah. I, yeah, okay. I didn't realise it was just in Europe. When we were at Pro Call Harem, their shades are... <laughs> One of their shades. It doesn't. There's no numbers. There, so that would be it's, it's fifty colors, yeah. shades. Yeah. That would be fifty shades of a white shade of pale. <laughs> right. Okay. I'm glad we've established the shade system. Um, so it always starts with a number and then shades of, and then a thing. Okay. So yeah. But of, of course, some shady is Eminem now, so that would yeah. be like, how many Eminems are in a shady? <laughs> I thought you don't understand, okay, Jim. Sorry, I'm just... It's confusing. It's really confusing. Um, For you, maybe, it, it would be 50 shades of Eminem. <laughs> Not 50 slim shadies of Eminem. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> That's very true. I, 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 I'm out of my depth. It's like when I tried to get my head around the metrics. You are 50 shades out of depth. That's okay. That sounds like a slam. Um, well, thank you to you and E.L. James <laughs> <To> for... <you. laughs> my name's BJ. <laughs> thank you to you for, <laughs> for introducing this um, uh, terminology into the English language. I think I'm not no problem. fully on board with it, but that's... Fifty Whatever. shades of no problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I, I I think we're coming to the uh, end of our discussion, and I, I'd like to wrap up with a sort of like general talk of um, a general question of why did this book need to be written? Because E.L. James had not time in their hands, essentially, right? Do you think that was it? She yeah, just had well, time in her hands. You, you, you just you have that much time, you need to do something productive. You can't yeah. Just... Sit there. It's true. I mean, only writing pornography. That's the thing. She didn't even use the most like time efficient way of doing her fan fiction. Because what I would have done is I would have copied and pasted Twilight, done a word search, and copied and replaced all the words that said uh, Bella Swan with Anastasia, and all the words that said Edward Cullen with Christian Grey, and then put a few F words in there. (laughs) And that's it. That's Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's what I would have done. But yeah, that's not. 
It would have been very quick, is what I'm saying. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, you're used to that in sexual. I don't know what you mean. I don't know what you mean. I don't know what you mean. I didn't. That's deliberately what I avoided doing when I wrote my my every which way but loose story. Uh, as orangutan lover sixty nine, by the way, um, find that online. Um, funky guy life hashtag Funky guy life. Um, look, that is. I did not do that. I could have easily taken the screenplay for every which way but loose and just written the whole scene in which Clint Eastwood just goes down in the orangutan for like half an hour. Yeah. But I didn't do that because I believe in story development and character arcs. Okay. Yeah. Also, I don't believe in anything unnecessary to the scene of him going down the orangutan. <laughs> so I dropped all that other stuff out. It's just Clint Eastwood. It is just one half an hour of it of that. Well, half an hour is a long time, right? <laughs> 30 minutes is a long time. Yeah, what, you're watching your Fifty Shades of Factor. <laughs> <laughs> That's not, not... I said no king shaming on today's on today's episode. We're, this is a safe safe place for us to talk about it. But I didn't, I didn't, I didn't king shame you. Oh, sorry? It's got to be safe for animals as well. Well, that's the thing. The, the orangutan's having a great time. It's Clint Eastwood. That's the, the, the person that's holding up this project. Apparently, he's not very keen on it. Like... That's why I haven't heard from him. I mean, seriously, Mr. Eastwood, just... We could get a stunt double in if you're really worried about actually having to do it yourself. Like, I just want to see it on the screen, is all. That's movie magic. That's what movie magic is. They don't literally kill people in action movies. That's why you have special effects. See? I think... Well, he was in that film where the kind of grandmother has sex with a rhinoceros. It's called a grand to rhino. <laughs> But I think it's a weird section for things. I thought, uh, that was, I thought that was a movie where he gave a, a thousand pounds to a rhino. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, but still, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he'll give money to animals, but he won't eat them out. Well, yeah, yeah, double standard. It's a double standard. Give gifts with a view to having sex with them, which is what, <laughs> no, which is what Christian Grey did, right? Isn't that why? That's we, very true, actually, yeah. to bring it back on point. Yeah. yeah. Um, Isn't that what Azzy Ansari essentially did? Like, he kind of. Did he? Did he? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I don't know if we should venture into this no, before you actually read up on the story. I assume that was the kind of transaction, or these are the kind of transactions. I don't know. She's getting... But I mean, even this is the kind of typical transaction where somebody who's quite young hasn't mm-hmm. got much money, mm-hmm. will go to a kind of sugar daddy type character, and then it's still consensual, isn't it? I'm they're not, still getting something. I'm not arguing that there's definitely a big power disparity between Christian Grey and um, Anastasia in this mm. book, but um, I wouldn't quite put it on terms of transactional. I think the whole point of the book and the story element is the fact that he tries to make it as business-like and as transactional as possible by actually trying to get her to uh, sign the contract. Mm. Um, but when he discovers that she's a, that she's a virgin, mm-hmm. he says, oh, we don't have to worry about the contract and doesn't make her sign the NDA, which is so sexy. So <laughs> sexy. When, when, a, when a sexual partner says, it's all right, baby, you don't have to sign this contract. I'm like, oh, wow, wow. Sproing. Holy cow. Um, it's, it's yeah. It, it, I mean, there's, there's a lot of weird stuff going on for this book. I'm not sure why this book was written. And It was I'm, written for me. For you personally. Mm-hmm. To I, help me uh, live my life and be my true self. I mean, you. I mean, you have benefited. It sounds to me that you benefited um, extraordinarily from this book being written. What was your life like before Fifty Shades of Grey? Because it seems so much of your life is based upon Fifty Shades of Grey, from your your business to your marriage and your your sex life with your husband. Uh, well, before Fifty Shades, it was the film secretary. 
Oh, Sorry, okay. it wasn't that different, really. I mean, the guy's actually <laughs> called Mr. Grey in Secretary oh, as well. Oh, so, I didn't know that. you know. Oh, okay. We watched that, that came out like a long time ago. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. we've been doing this stuff for quite a while. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, But is this better than Secretary, do you think? Oh, yeah, it's more detailed. It's better for the tips for the. um clients oh right of course because you've got the um actual sort of like um uh, the nitty-gritty where they describe all the things that you can do with baby oil and like um oh yeah baby oil rule number one yeah baby, baby oil, oil. Yeah, rule yeah, number yeah. two baby oil how much how much oil do you get out of the average baby i, I don't understand well that's where you get baby oil from it comes from babies right how many babies mm, do you mm. get do you have to to produce uh, uh, I'm a sorry. Bottle. I don't understand the question. And um, do you have to wring the babies out and then sort of? But like, where do you get oil from? Yeah, like you know, you get kiwi, you get polish from kiwi. Do you have to put a, an oil derrick on a baby's head to get the oil out of the baby? Yeah. Is what I'm saying. Uh, no, you put oil on the babies. Mm. Oh, oh, so it's Jesus oil. Jesus Christ! Oh. Bloody hell! So Is that like crude? <laughs> Well, crude oil. Yeah, crude, crude oil. Is that the oil that we're talking about? Like, is it just general purpose oil? Uh, no, it's baby oil for babies. So it's made from babies for babies? By babies as well? Do the babies extract the oil from each other and then apply it to each other? From, I'm getting confused from, now. Uh, well, I don't apply it to babies. I apply it to my husband. Ah, uh, okay. To his ass. Wait, are you married to a baby? <laughs> um... I don't want to go into that part of my... <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Um, I'm getting very confused there. But... Yes, my husband is an adult baby. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> he wears an apple. <laughs> I've seen documentaries about, about that. Yeah. No kink shaming so here. So he, yeah. he shits himself into his nappy. He loves it. <laughs> And, is that it? Is that it? This is some total of his king. And he, um, he's got incontinence. That's, that's it. That's, his, that's the whole adult baby thing, just having fecal incontinence. Just, just not wanting to go to the toilet like a big boy. It's your entire thing, yeah. He sleeps in a, in a cot. Okay, that's more and, involved. Yeah, that's more involved. And um, I breastfeed him. Whoa, okay. That is real commitment to... Yeah, um, we've just, had to have a lot, lot of children. Right. So, you're, so you're still lactating? Yeah. Okay. Does he also not understand... We've got ten kids! <laughs> oh my God. That's a lot of oil. I have ever put baby oil on my children. Oh, no. Uh, well, no. Uh, no, I'm just saying, like, for if you if you have ten babies, that's quite a lot of oil, I'm assuming you'd have, mm. you could get from those babies. Mm. I, I still don't understand. <laughs> okay, all maybe, right. Maybe the Catholic... Family Church has got chairs and baby oil, so that's, that's why they're against contraception. That's what they need lots of babies. Yeah. Oh, um, I tell you who did, who doesn't have a problem with contraception. Christian Grey. Yeah. There you go. Um, going back again to the book one final time, I guess. Um, what do you think the popularity and the success of Fifty Shades of Grey says about our the climate of our culture and society? If, if Lady Chatterley's Lover was an erotic novel which was said to define the 60s and freedom of expression because of the way it was used uh, to uh, justify obscenity within the work of art um, and it could prove that works could be sexy and you could use four-letter words in literature and still be considered 
art. Um, what does Fifty Shades of Grey represent as a neurotic novel that has basically caused been a cause celebrate in the same way? Um, Why do I have to say something? <laughs> but it's your manual, isn't it? I don't know. Like, uh... Yeah, but I'm not like some clever clogs like you are. Oh, thank you. Clever clogs is an insult. Is it? Okay. <laughs> Maybe I'm Fifty Shades of Clogs. You're Fifty, <laughs> you're 50 Shades of uh, of a Buffin. No, okay, all right. Again, uh, yeah, that's kind of, like, that's, that's kind of a just calm it down. Let's <laughs> calm it down. I can see it's getting... Fifty shades of nerd. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Like guilty as charged, oh, okay, first yeah. of all. But like, it's yeah. Before we say anything too personal, yeah. like, what do you think? This is a positive. Fifty Shades of Grey. Well, Bj clearly believes it's had a positive influence on the world and her business. <clears throat> but the, do we agree with that? I, I, I just wanted to know. Do you think it's what is it indicative of? What do you think this symbolises the fact that it's so popular? I think it symbolises uh, a good um, people's liking of bureaucracy. People love paperwork. Yeah, they love paperwork. I fuck hard and I collate paperwork. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so I mean, like, whereas Kafka, for instance, famously railed against kind of bureaucracy, hence the term Kafkaesque kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. E.L. James is like a reverse Kafka. Uh, Ack-fack. <laughs> she's an ack-fack. Uh, yeah, now she's like very pro-bureaucracy and she understands that in a kind of, yeah, for order, you need bureaucracy. Mm, okay, mm-hmm. okay, all right. You need contracts and you need a, you need a copy of Tess of the Doobervilles. Yes, yes, Doobervilles. Fifty Shades of Dub. Even I knew that. All right, Tess of the Doobervilles. Am I right? Am I right? Ha slam, slam. You got, you got slammed, slammed, slammed. Well, at least I'm fucking the ranks. What? Say, I, I didn't do that either. You, 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 you've you, totally misrepresented you, what I've been talking you, about. It's like you've never, it's like you've never read every which way but looser. Like my my piece of erotic literature oh, yeah. <laughs> by orangutan. Well, are you going to name your autobiography um, every which way but Lucy? Yeah, I, I might do now. There's going to have to be more orangutans in it. No, no, no. Every, not currently. Every which way but looser. Copyright Funky Guy Enterprises 2018. There, I've said it. Uh, is that how copyright works? That is, yes. Do you need to call that guy? I do have to call that guy. Oh, we'll do that another time. It's, it's like we're running, we're running short on time as it is. Um, Lucy, what do you think then of the... Uh, well, actually, let's, let's uh, summarise. What were our feelings on this book? Starting with you, Lucy, what do you think of this book? Um, I mean, in terms of uh, the positive effect it's had on the world, uh, there was obviously... Uh, there was a big uh, rise in, in, in baby production. Not baby oil production. Yes, okay. But about nine months after the release of the first <laughs> book. So, if nothing else, it's brought new life... Um, into the world um, there's a whole generation now of, of, of grey babies so, <laughs> grey babies grey yeah. babies S- sound like aliens <laughs> um, okay yeah I'm, I, I, I guess I, that is a positive net yeah, spin on that yeah, um, yeah, yeah. for whatever sins like literary sins um, E.L. James may have committed in this mm-hmm, book mm-hmm. maybe there is a p- positive aspect uh, yeah. um, I'd also counter that like I, I, I don't want more people on this planet though <laughs> especially not ones with Maybe a, a parent who's read Fifty Shades. Maybe not, but just in general, I think like just people We're in general, it's kind of crowded. 
if I'm on the tube, it doesn't matter if your parent has red Fifty Shades of Grey. Just get the fuck out of my way is all I'm concerned with. <laughs> um, um, obviously, BJ, you've got a positive spin on this, haven't you? Oh, yeah. Very positive. Fifty Shades of Positive. That's great. That's great. Yeah, uh, yeah. Great book. Liberating for me and my hubby mm-hmm. uh, and all my clients. Great book. Keep up the good work here, James. Are you, I mean, you think of it as a not only as a book which has a positive influence on your world but you actually think it's well written as well oh excellent best book i've ever read and read out loud for audible.com okay <laughs> not just out of curiosity how many books have you read oh uh hundreds thousands i don't know okay all right just wondering <laughs> I, did, I, did you think the number was higher than that or lower than that? i thought at least sort of 50 <laughs> like, i normally I never... read a book a week Okay, all right. So you. I'm reading Remains of the Day at the moment. And you, th- you think this is a well-written book? Oh yeah, it's excellent. Okay, yeah. all right, all right. Um, there you go. I, I guess you never know. Kasuo Ishiguro. Well, she didn't actually slam Kasuo Ishiguro. Did you? Do you like the book Remains of the Day? Yeah, it's good, but it's, you know, Fifty Shades is just. Wow. I just can't. It's just. Uh... Are you sure you misread the title? You thought it was Remains of the Grave. And it was like a kind of necrophilia. No, I didn't. Kind of, I didn't, uh, I didn't misread it. To... I didn't misread it. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I, I don't understand what you're, what you're referring to. <laughs> I think uh, I, yeah. I get yeah the remains of the grey yeah. that was nice oh, I thought it was I thought it was more going to be a joke about the Liam Neeson film The Grey as well oh, okay. yeah, yeah, nice. I don't get it <laughs> that's great stick to your guns BJ <laughs> stick to your guns like you do you, you nobody no, can I tell you no I don't do me I do my husband <laughs> well but, yeah you can do both why not both no that is a dirty thing <laughs> the strap <laughs> one you can use it you can just Strap it on and use it. Senor dildo. I don't understand. Senor, yeah, senor dildo. So I don't. What's a dildo? <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're second. Second. <laughs> Wait a second. Can we like what? You don't know what a dildo is. You know what a strap on is, but you don't know what a dildo is. I'm not. What's? It? I don't understand. What is it? Wow. Um, is someone going to tell me? I don't know who who wants to who wants to explain. Imagine the strap on, but without the kind of straps. A vibrator. Mm, got us yeah, there, yeah. got us there. Yeah, so less um, mobile. Mobile? It doesn't what, what, is it buzz. stuck to something? It doesn't buzz. No, you, so can, you can make calls on it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Say you're very frustrated and your your baby husband's not there. You're sexually, what would you do? Buzz. Like, you'd be quite sexually frustrated. <laughs> you know, I'd also like to point out, this is basically um, Han's area of expertise, because you are married to a fleshlight, if I'm correct. <laughs> Yeah, I'm divorced, so do we not tell you that? Oh, yeah, yeah. sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. you sorry. are divorced, you yeah, sorry, my mistake. I'm, I'm really sorry. Literally, really sorry. subject. Uh, I, I, always, I, always, I always thought you I thought you kids were going to make it. I, I'm really <laughs> saddened by that. Like, um, yeah, no, but I mean, yeah, so for instance, like, yeah, so males have flashlights. I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's a torch, isn't it? I feel it's an American word for a torch. Yes, it is. Yes, it's, it's, it's a torch uh, in, in, in Russia or something like that. I don't oh, know. It's yeah, a, the yeah, accent. Yeah, um, yeah. But no, uh, I feel we're opening up a whole sort of like um, can of worms here. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think at some point, just Google the word dildo. <laughs> and yeah, you'll, you'll find What's that yeah. pretty quickly. Oh no, oh no 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 no! How how are you able to? How did you find, read this book? I, I, I'm sure at one point they go they use Google in Fifty Shades of Grey as well. Yeah, I was a bit confused about that. Part. Uh, Can't you say were your ten kids planned? Yep. 
Okay, well, yeah, <laughs> 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 all right, all right, Aaron. Aaron, what did you what, what did you think of this book? Yeah, I thought it was good. Like, like I said, I wow, thought, I was not expecting that. Oh. No, because you're reading it at a very kind of basic level. I, no, think, I think this. I, I, I hate to go back to that, but you're okay, getting this okay. kind of treaty of the side things. I, I mean, some of it's quite subtle. I understand, yes. like. For instance, Christian prevents um, Jose, like the, the Spanish guy, from kissing Anna. Right? Was he Spanish? What, Jose Rodriguez was Spanish. Yeah, I think so. I yeah. thought he was Dutch. <laughs> you thought he was Dutch. What? <laughs> this changes my reading of the character completely. Jose Rodriguez? Oh, that's, that's yeah. not very Spanish to me. Doesn't sound Spanish. No. What would be a Spanish name? Bob. Bob. <laughs> Bob Orangutan Lover 69. <laughs> that's pretty Spanish. <laughs> Send Bob and Faggy. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, no. So, for instance, like, so uh, Christian prevents Jose from kissing Anna. Yes. That's clearly about the forbidding of Angelus between Germany and Austria. Wow, okay. No, Angelus wow. and his union, yeah. So, uh, it's Ange- yeah, it's Angelus a euphemism, like demilitarization of the Rhineland. Yeah, it's Angelus. Oh, sounds pretty silly. Yeah, you, yeah, there you go. Um, um, she loses her virginity, Anna, just as Germany lost uh, Alsace Lorraine to France. Mm. So Alsace-Lorraine represents virginity. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. And then he ruptures Anna's hymen, presumably because she's a virgin. Well, yeah, it's a bit graphic, but yeah, okay. Southern fissure between East and West Prussia. I mean, I have a feeling there's one person who's, who knows the kind of details of the Treaty of Versailles out there. who's yeah. finding this extremely. I'm surprised I'm not talking. I'm, surpri- I'm, I'm surprised I'm not talking to the one person right now. Actually. Uh, yeah. Because clearly, clearly you're not that interested if you're like saying there has to be one person out there because I, I, I'm reading it and I don't give a fuck about it either. So, all right. And um, then uh, finally, just one more excerpt, which yeah. I think... Like, yeah. um, he spanks me. Uh, mm. The spanking induces a queer mix of arousal and Oedipal nostalgia. Mm. I think back to that time that my mum smacked me for thinking that Charles de Gaulle was the king of France. Smack! A sprightly hand lies violently on my naked buttocks. Why, Ma, I veil... Weimar, Weimar, <laughs> Republic, she responds. France is a republic, you naughty girl. Again, <laughs> I think it's uh, Again, fairly obvious. There should be, yeah, yeah. yeah. And also, there should be at least one person out there who's going to love that. Who's going to love that. Um, thank you, Aaron. Like, uh, I mean, so it's, it seems to me that we've got a kind of like a, a mixed review. We see some net positives from the phenomenon of um, Fifty Shades, but... I I still can't bring myself to really love this book. I can't. I'm sorry, BJ. Nothing personal. Uh, I guess it's just not for me, a person who clearly knows how sex works, right? Yeah. Clearly. Clearly, it's uh, when a a man and the orangutan love each other very much. They make a movie, no longer than half an hour. Uh, but that's I I don't need this book. I guess I don't need this book in my life. But I that doesn't mean that I don't see the benefits that it could have to the sexually clueless that you um have in your um in as part of your client base um so i guess my personal thing is it's a soft recommend it's a soft recommend uh i would say if you if you need that sort of like education in life why not pick up a copy of 50 shades of gray and like like, so you, learn how to draft an, a, a non-disclosure agreement because that's mm, like i'm um, a big part so of what you're saying is the functional use of a book justifies mm. its content that's, so if, yeah, if, I got, if I got like a very shit book and use it to hit Donald Trump over the head yeah, yeah, would yeah. that be a good book because it's nothing to do with the content it was nothing like good. Well, yeah no yeah I'm, look, I'm a big big fan of function that's where the funk in funky guy comes from it's actually funk it's like it was also short for function guys as well um 
But yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I I do believe in that. I do believe in that. Um, and why not? Like, it, like this is what they what um they would call the death of the author in literary criticism, okay. where the uh, actual intent of the author and the content of the book doesn't even matter as much as what the audience who receives it decide to do with that knowledge. And mm -hmm. for that reason, I'd say BJ and her class is a great example of that. E. L. James might not have intended this book to be a instruction manual for sex, but Somebody clearly has used it to her advantage. And fair play. You go, girl. You go. So it's a soft recommend from me. But I'm not going to put this book in the Hall of Fame. I'm sorry. I, I can't bring myself to put it alongside works such as uh, uh, George Eliot's um, uh, book that we did last week. <laughs> Mel on the Floss, yes, Mel on the Floss, yes, yes, yes. That's the one, sorry, I forgot for a second. But yeah, I, I can't do that. So it's a soft recommend. Um, and... I guess at this point we can all think of ways that we could improve this book. Um, so quickly going around, um, we're going to have um, some suggestions for notes in the section we call notes. Notes, everyone. Aaron, you first. How would you have improved this book? Yeah, I mean, I would have changed it completely. I, mm. I, the best thing about this is the title. I think. Um, I think that's why it's sold quite well. Because like, of I, the because of the phrase it, Fifty Shades." It just rolls exactly, off the tongue. Yeah. You just poke me. So, sorry, sorry, sorry. Should I've got you to sign a contract first before doing that? Just don't touch me. Okay. Wow. Only <laughs> my husband yeah. can touch me. McCammer just said, "Don't you can't touch us." <laughs> You got. You got to. You got to represent. Gotta oh, fair represent. enough. Uh, yeah. No. I. I, I would have called it um, Fifty Shades of Cray, where it's Reggie Cray trying on fifty different types of sunlight spectacles. Uh, is that what they're called? Sunglasses. That's what they're called. And going. Oh no, oh, no, mate. Yeah. No, no, mate. This is not very good, mate. Sun's still my eyes. And then beats up with some some. Does some organised crime and then tells them some. Oh no, mate! Yeah, these these spectacles aren't, aren't great. Fifty. I mean, it's a very repetitive. But, it's but, yeah. Yeah. It happens fifty times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Times, but, uh, that sounds dreadful. The, um, <laughs> what do you mean? It sounds dreadful. It's got it's got crime. It's got no husband. There's literally nothing happening apart from a guy trying on some sunlight spectacles. <laughs> I think I want to say, yeah, sunlight spectacles. Why are you an alien that's just been down to this planet and is like, what are these? Some pair of sunlight spectacles? What do you call these? Sunlight spectacles. <laughs> sunlight spectacles sounds better I, than where I'd you rather have a pair of moon bifocals. <laughs> <laughs> moon, that's actually, yeah. That's quite good, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, all right. No, and yeah. they say, that, like, yeah, no original thoughts, they say. Yeah, yeah that, that'd be good, because people like true crime. If you, true Ben Capote's um, uh, In Cold Blood, you know, if you go oh, to... I read that last yeah, week. More like what? true crime Capote. Mm. Hey, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got a voice similar to yours, actually. Uh, but, um, what's that? He's dead, so he doesn't have a voice like me, does he? <laughs> He had a voice like me. You Don't got, you got slammed. Oh, you got sorry, slammed. Sorry. You sound like the, the product of conception between Miss Piggy and. Snarf <laughs> from the, the Thundercats. I don't know what any of those things are, but it sounds. We've we got to stop making pop culture sounds, references because she's not going to get them. Very rude. Um, my voice is my voice. I don't really see what's wrong with it. 
I think it's also you should you should apologize. Oh, maybe. <laughs> maybe you should apologize. I'm just saying. Do you, I mean, like you've been quite making a lot of personal comments about her voice. Yeah. Um. I think it's 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 time. Like. I apologise to Blowjob, Anastasia, Anastasia McCammer. <laughs> Where did the Anastasia come from? That's her middle name. That's my middle name. Oh, I thought it was Job. I thought your middle name was Job. No, my first name's Blowjob. My middle name's Anastasia. Okay. My surname is McCammer, but originally it was Smith. So okay. I was born Blowjob Smith. <laughs> Without the Anastasia in the Oh no, Anastasia was up, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough, Great. fair enough. I think you should apologise. Fair enough, fair enough. I apologise. That's not how it works. It's not, ah, uh, apologise. It's not a fucking competition. Everyone apologises, that devalues apologies, isn't it? Yeah, look, nothing devalues apology more than, ah, apologise. I'm really sorry that I forgot your middle name, uh, BJ. Um, it's, it's terrible shoddy hosting on my part. That's and, fine, don't worry about it. Um, no worries. So that's your improvement for the book, Harren. Uh, yeah, my favourite is Some, 50, so, 50 Shades Crave. Yeah, Sunlight sun Spectacles. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> I, I love the song, I Wear My Sunlight Spectacles at Night. <laughs> it's a great song. Um, how would you have improved this book, BJ? Um, I just would have had them get married at the beginning. And then everything that happens. What, what was it? Then how it, would, would it end? Because it seems to me that... How would it end? Yeah. Uh, with them having a baby, obviously. Oh, okay. The way God intended. <laughs> wow, this is a sudden... Didn't realise how religious you were as well. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so, quick question for you then, um, BJ. Adam and Eve or Adam and Steve? Adam and Eve, I don't understand. It's obviously Adam and Eve. Okay, all right. Yeah, okay. So, you're not down with that sort of same-sex marriage then? What same-sex marriage? Oh God! Okay, all right. No, we Google, Google. Sure, seriously, stop Google. saying things. It will change your life. It will change your life. Google will change your life. How did they gave birth to Cain and Abel, who were both men? So yeah. How, how did the human lineage continue after that? Though? Well, Adam and Steve. Oh, no, after Cain and Abel, who were oh. two men. Yeah. Two men. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. it. That's the entirety. What are you trying to say? I don't know. You're saying two men can't have sex, Harren? Is that what you're saying? Have, can they have babies? You're saying they can't have babies now? <laughs> Pretty sure they can't. What's your oh, opinion? Such a homophobe. Maybe they had um, sex with Eve. Innocent. <laughs> well, would, you, would you condone that? <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> I'm really finding it hard to get a, like, a, a read on your moral compass or your belief system, BJ. It's very interesting, though. Very well, interesting. Remember, rappers like MC Hammer, he's the motherfucker quite a lot, so you have to... Um... I, doubt there's, I doubt MC Hammer's ever used the word motherfucker <laughs> okay, in his own career, it? but yeah. Yeah, like, noted gangster rapper <laughs> MC Hammer. Yeah, okay. Um, thank you for your notes. Um, sure, no problem. So, sex, um, sex after marriage yep. and a baby. At the end, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, and a healthy baby girl called mm -hmm. Eve. Because once they have the baby, right, that, they've got a free source of oil. And milk for the dad. <laughs> Wait, the babies give up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, like, yeah, again, are you sure you're not an alien? Are you sure you're not an alien? You said baby oil comes from babies, and baby milk must come from a baby. <laughs> no, it comes well. from a woman's breasts. <laughs> She didn't even say baby's milk, though. No. She just said milk. Yeah, okay, and fine. immediately said, like, oh, like, from babies. Like, 
Again, are you sure you're not an alien? <laughs> Sunlight spectacles, babies give milk. I don't know. It's a. Uh, it's very suspicious, if you ask me. Um, thank you very much for your notes, BJ. No problem. Um, Lucy, how would you have improved this book? Um, I mean, I I suspect you you would uh, be on board with this as well. Uh, more uh, orangutans and more animals, mm, and then yep. in the third series of the book, uh, the third book of the series, um, I wouldn't change the title. It'd be Fifty Shades Freed still, mm. uh, but they'd have become animal rights protesters and have broken open a zoo or a scientific facility. That is a serious change of attack for the entire series. Mm, like, mm. It's barely even bears any still, resemblance. Still has you know, handcuffs in it though, you know, when they're <laughs> protesting. So. That's right, yeah. that's right. And then when they're getting arrested, he's visibly aroused. <laughs> <laughs> Led yeah. away by the police. <laughs> <laughs> and the police are like, holy cow! <laughs> Um, thank you so much for your notes. This has been a very enjoyable episode. Um, does anybody want to plug anything, Moscow? My husband's butthole. Ooh, yeah. Wee. Slam. You've got slam, McHammer. You should call you McSlammer. <laughs> yeah. Henry McHammer, I love you. Oh, that's sweet. That's a nice note to end on. Um, anybody else want to plug or give Valentine's shout outs? Anybody. It's a Valentine's Day episode, after all. Well, I'm. Might as well try. Uh, I'm single, so if, if, you, if you're a single woman, age between 18 and 65, yep, yep, yep. yep. send an email in to, what was it, fakinglitpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's true. He's one of the nicest aliens I've ever met. He totally understands what, how human works. And, um, and yeah, like, check him out. He looks really cool in his sunlight spectacles. <laughs> Uh, anybody else? Anybody else? Any sort of shout-outs or whatever messages out there? Are you sure? Okay. Well, in that case, thank you so much for joining me. Um, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Uh, join us again um, in two weeks' time. Uh, we'll have a new episode. And um, until next time, keep supporting your local bookstores. And uh, Plug the thing at water. Oh, Jesus! Yes, of course. That's important. <laughs> My God. Terrible, terrible hot podcast host. Yes, okay. I'll plug one thing. Um, so... On the 29th of March, uh, I'm very excited to announce that Waterstones and Tottenham Court Road will be uh, hosting a Faking Lit uh, live episode. Um, we will be discussing The Da Vinci Code by Dan Brown. Uh, I'm really excited about this one. Uh, I'm still not sure exactly what we'll be doing. There might be some surprise special guests. Uh, but if you go to the website uh, on Waterstones Tottenham Court Road, um, check it out. Type in Faking Lit Podcast, Waterstones Tottenham Court Road. Or I could actually give you the link to the site. Um, actually, you know what? Check the show notes. I'll put a link to the live show in the show notes so you can click on that. Um, tickets cost £4. Um, we'd love to see you. And I'm sure you've been dying to see what our faces look like anyway. It might surprise you who the Chinese one is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it might surprise you, though. Uh, but anyway, in any case... Um, Get your tickets there, four pounds. We'd love to see you. It'll be fun. We'll probably have, be having drinks afterwards, so you get to meet and hang out with podcast royalty like us, I guess. Uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah. In in um, we'll hopefully see you there. But until next time, keep supporting your local bookstores and libraries. My name's been Chinsey. Bye bye. I love you. Severin, Severin. Speak so slightly Severin Down on your bended knee Taste the whip In love not
driving lightly. Taste the whip, now please. 